What's good and what's going on, Marquette Nation? This is Jackson Gross, your sports audio producer, ready to bring you another episode of Wire Sports Weekly, as I have three special guests with me to break down the women's basketball season up to this point. Getting in a little later than I would like, but here we are. Uh, our first guest today is one of our assistant sports editors, Ava Mares. Ava, how's your winter break been treating you so far? It's been good. Good to be home back in Minnesota where there's plenty of snow. So really makes it feel like Christmas, that's for sure. And there's about another five to probably ten inches coming in. So that that should be fun. <laughs> All right, our next guest is one of our women's basketball beat reporters. That is Mr. Uh, John Gunville. Gunville, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. You know, it's been nice these last couple of days waking up to the sun. I had a den- dentist appointment yesterday, and my teeth are perfect. So that's that's my life. Well, I just feel bad that the people listening to this can't see your beautiful teeth right now. <laughs> it's a really a shame for them. <laughs> All right, and our last guest of the day, making not only her first appearance on Wire Sports Weekly, but her first appearance as one of our new assistant sports editors, Kaylin Wright. Kaylin, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm happy to be here, happy to be on break, and ready to talk about some women's basketball. I I can feel your energy all the way from here in Illinois, so I I can't wait to hop in. So we'll start it off here with just kind of a recap up to up to the season to this point for people who haven't been following along uh, really closely. Uh, so, Ava, if you want to start, just kind of tell the people at home what's been going on with Marquette women's basketball so far this season. Yeah, I mean, right now, this women's team is 9-2 and two and then 2-1 and one in the Big East and really started the season strong, too, especially with that win against Texas and just really – made this incredible pace for the team to follow. And I think they've kept that going. I know when I've talked to Duffy in post-game interviews and stuff, they really emphasize this taking it game-by-game mentality. And it's really working for them. I mean, it's a great record. They just came off of a win again. And now tomorrow, well, I don't know when you're going to put this on, but Wednesday is then concluding their non-conference season. So it's really just been a solid season for this women's team. Now, John, what should what should people know, like the specifics about this team and how they've gotten out to not only a 9-2 and two record overall, but 2-1 and one in the Big East so far? Yes, yeah, so this team is kind of a couple of like hallmarks of this team. The biggest thing is rebounding. Obviously, that's something that they did really well last season. They've continued that trend this season. They're grabbing rebounds, getting the board. And also on offense, they're assisting a lot. The ball movement is really crisp. They have a lot of players who can score on any given night. Chloe Murata could give you 20. Jordan King could give you 30. Liza Carly can give you 20. You know, so share the ball, share the scoring. That's kind of what it's been like this season. Yeah, I, I broadcasted the game against Loyola Chicago and definitely can vouch for Jordan King dropping 30 at, at, on any given night. Um, but one thing that I really noticed about this team as well is the Improved three-point shooting, not only in slightly in percentage, but also attempts. Last year, I think they were taking two and a half to three point three three-pointers a game. Now they're taking just over six and a half. Caitlin, what's kind of been the biggest thing to where Marquette's been able to not only hit a few more threes, but actually attempt a, a few more threes as well? Yeah, for sure. With the loss of McLaughlin last year, they were really looking for someone to step up, and I think it was definitely a, a whole team thing. Now they got a lot of versatility, um, definitely with three-point. You know, you got King, but you also got 
uh, Mackenzie Hare, you can get uh, Nia Clark, Claire Kafis, you know, even Murata and Carlin stepping up, taking three. So I think that's definitely something that has been key in improving um, the shot from three. Yeah, uh, Mackenzie Hare especially has been off to a really strong start, especially for a first year. Uh, this is for all three of you. Just what can you say about um, her performance up to this point in the season? I mean, she's Where honestly we're... just been like a, a relevation for this team. Uh, I think coming in, I was expecting more of the same thing last season of like not a whole lot of threes, a lot of work in the paint. Um, and then she exploded in a couple of games early on there. And I think that kind of opened the team's eyes that they like can shoot the three and also her presence on the defensive end too for a player that you know really shoots the ball a whole lot when she gets it on offense her defensive presence is not not as bad as you would think and she really has picked it up there in the last couple games yeah just to add on to that you know and especially being in her first year as well like I think that's just so impressive and uh, the fact she can come on the court she, you know she ranks uh six on the team in minutes per game comes on the court right off the bench and just she's not afraid to shoot. And I think that's definitely something that you can see throughout the entire team is that it's very contagious. And when she's on the court, you can see um, how well that they do. And I think, too, like just like she's worked her whole career up to this point. I mean, she was one of the top scorers in the state of Illinois when she was in high school ball. And just to be able to step up to this collegiate level, which she has proven that, you know, she is more than capable of that is just amazing. And it's what gives Marquette that upper hand being able to have these bench points, which a lot of other teams in the Big East can't really say they have. Yeah, it's been a big thing. I believe she was fourth in Illinois high school basketball history in terms of three-pointers. She had over over mm -hmm. 300 in her career. And when I was talking to Jaden, uh, Jane Johnson, before the game uh, against Loyola Chicago, her showing 30% as, as a first year is relatively unheard of unless you're a big like five star recruit. So for them to uh, for her to have a really good start has really been important for the team. But someone else who has just had a legendary career at Marquette has been has been Jordan King. She's at now over a thousand career points and over 400 career assists. Uh, Ava, this one's for you. What can you just say about what type of player Jordan King has been for this team and the fact now that she's hit so many career milestones up to this point? She is such an interesting player to look at because actually speaking with her, she doesn't even realize like the impact of her own statistics. Like she doesn't really keep her own record. And then she's like, oh, wow, like I've scored a thousand points. And it's just so funny because she is such a player for the team. And that's what makes her so great, too, is because not only is she able to put up these buckets for herself, but it's her rebounds, it's everything. And it's just the energy she brings on the court, too. So not only has she been, you know, breaking records and tying Marquette history, but she's been able to do that for the rest of her teammates, too. And she's been able to put, you know, the ball in their hands. And that's just an important leadership role especially after, you know, losing LVK and McLaughlin, like we said, for her to step up and just kind of not only be her own player, but be one for the team. Yeah, and I think that really speaks to kind of the culture that Coach Duffy is starting to build. And this is for all three of you. Now that she's had, this is her fourth season coaching the Golden Eagles, what have you just been able to see from how this team operates and that Coach Duffy has been able to get some of 
her her own players and the players that she likes into this program. Yeah, I think this season especially, we've seen it a lot, like the whole idea of like strength and numbers. You know, if you listen to any of the players' interviews, they pretty much will always mention this this motif of strength and numbers. And I think we see that like a lot because any given night, any player can score a whole lot of points. You know, last game, Rose Nakumu had 15, right? So it comes from a whole bunch of different places. And the players are all like cohesive and understanding that maybe tonight's not their night. So they should go make make room and try to help someone else get to their night that night. Right. And to add on to that, like the bench is averaging 18.2 points a game. So if they don't have that bench, I mean, it's it's over. Like I'm like this is definitely the strength in numbers thing is definitely something that I've seen uh, throughout this season. And if the bench has scored uh, 15 points, like at least 15 points per game, like besides the one with the exception of Texas, if the bench has scored 15 more, or more points, it's a guaranteed win. So that's something that is definitely going to be crucial, especially going into Big East play. Absolutely. And they hold, like, this next man up mentality, too. So it's not just even, like, oh, this group of starters. Everybody is prepared to step on that court when they need to. And I think Duffy being able to create that atmosphere has just, you know, like Kaylin said, just speaks volumes for what they can do then. Yeah, it's it's been incredible to watch how many different players are able to contribute on on any given night uh, so far this season. Uh, one thing that you that you one of you said, I forget which one, but kind of leads into my next point in talking about uh, Big East play. Obviously, they're already three games in, but obviously when on Wednesday they'll play Colorado, that'll be the end. And then they get to play Villanova uh, with Manny Segrist. So I just kind of kind of talk about like the Big East as a whole up to this point. I mean, St. John's is off to an incredible start. UConn's had some injury issues and just like the overall strength of the conference this year. Kaylin, you can go first on this one. All right, all right. Well, yeah, like you said, I've really been impressed with St. John's, 11-0. They've ranked 25 in the AP poll, and this is the first time since 2015 that they've been ranked. So they're definitely going to be a force to beat. And you said UConn as well. I mean, they're always... Um, good in this conference um, but yeah noticing like noticing their injuries is is that's something gonna, you have to watch going in the um, biggies play as well uh, notably they had seven players against Maryland like that's unheard of and I mean they're getting healthier but I mean they're always going to be a force to be reckoned with um, you know Aaliyah Edwards she's just great and even without Paige Beckers and AZ Fudd they're going to be something to watch and I think that's going to be a uh, good game against Marquette to see this season. We talk about the biggest like women's basketball conference. There's a lot, a lot of star power. Obviously, Sykes with Villanova. You got Anissa Morrow on DePaul. You know the whole UConn roster. Um, <laughs> I think too, it'll be interesting to see a lot of those matchups. I think for Marquette, if they want to have success, their post players are going to have to work really hard and play really well. Uh, I think Liza Carlin, Chloe Murata, if the two of them can figure out how to work together and communicate on defense in those matchups. I think that that would be a key to success for Marquette. Yeah, just talking about St. John's again. I mean, this was a team that was predicted to finish in the Big East Cultures Bowl, predicted to finish seventh in the conference this year. I mean, and just overall strength. I mean, you look at it, there could be five to six teams from the, from the Big East that could potentially make the tournament this year. I mean, obviously, UConn's pretty much a lock. Creighton's a near lock. If St. John's can keep this up, um, they're a lock. DePaul, if they can continue to play well. Seton Hall is a tournament team. 
And depending on how Marquette's able to fit into that mix, you could have six teams. I mean, what does that just say about how good this conference is out just outside of UConn? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think, think it, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just really shows like the depth of these teams and how, you know, non-conference play is great and it gives, um, you know, experience and you get to try to play different ways and stuff. But when it comes down to these conference games, it's it's what's exciting to watch, at least in my opinion, because the absolute depth, like we talked about, of this league is insane. And I mean, St. John's, my mind is blown at just the way they, it's crazy. Yeah, I definitely agree. There's going to be some exciting matchups coming in to this conference play. And I think uh, speaking with like what that says about the conference as a whole, you know, you think about Big East, you think of UConn, but you don't see all these other teams that are doing as well as UConn and maybe even better if, as the season goes on. So I think that's just the strength of the Big East conference that not a lot of people see. Yeah, and this is the season, too, for biggest women's basketball to, like, prove that it's not just UConn. You know, obviously, right. injury problems. Paige Beckers isn't going to be playing. There are going to be opportunities where this team is going to be vulnerable, right? If a St. John's team can make it happen on one night, they could take down UConn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you've seen teams. I think it was I think it was Villanova last year was the only Big East team to, to defeat UConn, and that was just minus uh, Paige Beckers at that point. So... I think there's going to be a few more teams that could potentially challenge. I won't say for the conference because UConn is an absolute machine, but <laughs> there's to be a few teams that could give them a run for their money for sure. Um, and you guys are actually really good at segues. I'm really been impressed okay. so far because the next point I wanted to get to, and I'll start with Ava on this one, is the game that you're looking forward to the most as Marquette enters the the, the real grind of Big East play. Oh, this is a tough one. Honestly, mm, you, oh, I should have thought about this more. <laughs> I have, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think obviously UConn on that um, New Year's Eve day game will be exciting, but I personally am looking forward to um, when we play Seton Hall on January 22nd. Also, yeah, because well, that's my birthday. So I'm like, <laughs> they better win. <laughs> right. Yeah, I had that. I had that Seton Hall game down too. You yeah. Know, Marquette's going to be looking for revenge and, and on their home court, especially. It's going to be a, a tough game for Seton Hall. I also have the UConn one as well, obviously, for obvious reasons. But um, I also have. Uh, uh, December 21st, tomorrow's game against Colorado. Honestly, I'm excited to see Pac-12 opponent. They lost against them last year at Colorado. Now they're coming back in their home court on Marquette's home court to defend the 6-0 record that they have. I'm, it's going to be a test for them, and I'm, gonna, I'm excited to see that one. Yeah, so I also thought that Seton Hall game was, was my pick <laughs> for like, the game that most exemplified what this team is going to do. Uh, but I also think that that last game against DePaul at home, I think emotions are going to be running high because it's senior nights, a lot of these players, last games, and also just setting the tone for the Big East tournament and potential NCAA tournament. Like how we do in that game or how they do in that game is really crucial for going forward. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that one too because finally a Marquette basketball team won't be ending the season against St. John's for, for yeah. whatever reason. <laughs> um, but for me personally... 
I'm going to go UConn, but I'm going to do the game against UConn at the Al McGuire Center. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a real interesting because uh, injury gods prevailing as he fought should be back in that game. Um, UConn will probably basically, obviously, again, no page backers, but at that point be pretty much fully loaded. And Marquette's going to be already through a lot of tough. They're going to play Villanova twice. They got Xavier in there. Obviously, they have that Seton Hall game. So that's going to be a huge test for how Marquette's able to uh, rebound from potentially a lot of tough games leading into that one at home. So with that in mind, what are your guys' predictions for Marquette in terms of where they're going to end up uh, finishing in the Big East and whether or not they can they can make it back to the NCAA tournament? Uh, John, I'll start with you. Yes, I think depending on how things shake out, obviously injuries are having a huge story so far. I think Marquette could look to shoot up and try and get fourth or third potentially. Obviously, it's a huge challenge, but they've proven they can beat teams like Texas, like Gonzaga. They have the talent. They've shown that they can beat really good teams. I think they could push that. Um, And if they do get that, I think that's a tournament bid for sure. Uh, But I think it might be a little bit iffy towards the end of the season, depending on how some of these tougher matchups shake out. I'll go next. Um, I think, you know, I agree with the fourth place. I say fourth or fifth. Third might be, that's going to be a challenge. I think four or five is something they should shoot for. You know, definitely, like you said, with all the tests coming up, uh, they got to prove themselves. And I think that's something they've done thus far. Um, I think, you know, we've seen them in the AP poll this season, and I don't think it'll be the last of them. I think if they continue to win, we'll see them pop up again. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how their season's going to go on. I too was going four or five. Sorry, John. I think three. I'm just not as much as I want to say three. I'm not confident in that challenge, but hopefully he is. And, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm just going to take the Duffy method and just say, take it game by game. And I'm not going to think too far ahead because I don't want to jinx anything but <laughs> game by you just, game you just don't want this clipped out later when when you're wrong and then that yeah, exactly. way we can we can use it against you That's I true. don't blame I don't 100% blame you I, I've been there uh for those who listen- to, yeah <laughs> I guess they saw if you saw what happened to me with with, with uh women's volleyball I predicted yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't lose a game for the entire rest of the regular season and they were one set away when it lost in five to Creighton so I, I don't I don't blame you Ava at all um, also, Jackson, you can't say anything about women's basketball. Then we don't want your. <laughs> well, it's gonna be pretty. Who's gonna host the show then? Who's gonna host the show then? <laughs> Just don't make any big predictions. Let's say that. <laughs> I w- I'll make a prediction. It just won't be super bold. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to agree with everybody else. I can't say that Marquette's gonna finish top three. I think that's gonna be pretty much. Depending, again, how things shake out, I see it as UConn, Villanova, and Creighton in that top three. I think St. John, it's going to be, the battle between four through six is going to be St. John's, Marquette, and DePaul. And depending on injuries and whether St. John's can keep up their hot start is going to be the main difference. But I think it ends, it's going to end up shaking out Marquette four, St. John's five, or do I want to go with that? <laughs> I'll go, I'll, I'll stick with St. John's at five and go to Paul at six. I think all those teams are really good. It's just, there's little differences here and there. And I just don't know how St. John's is going to stack up against some of these 
some of these other teams up to this point. So, uh, but before we get out of here, there was one other thing I wanted to touch on really quick. One other big player is that, and that's Chloe Murata. She has had an incredible season up to this point. It's the first time in her career that she's averaging double-digit scoring. Kaylin, I'll start with you on this one. Just what have you seen in the, in the transformation in her game that now instead of averaging five to six points a game, she's averaging, I believe, 13 to 14 up to this point? Yeah, 14.1 points per game. You're, you're right on. Uh, you know, in her, in her last season, she's been a huge leader for this team, and not just in, you know, points per game. You know, she's got... <clears throat> You know, averaging eight rebounds a game, like that's just unheard of. She's had a couple of double doubles this season. So I think taking it in her last season, I talked to her in the beginning and she's just trying to soak it all in. And I think just seeing her on the court, she's such a like a big presence. And without her, you it's 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 noticeable. And just her leadership is something that's really I've seen on the court and even off the court as well. I just always see her talking, lifting each other up lifting their team up and I think that's going to be su- her her performance and just her leadership on the court is going to be super important going into the rest of this season absolutely and I've you know been on this beat for two years now and it's so fun to see her come into this like scoring streak I mean she's always had this immense leadership on the team always just a huge bright light for this team she's always happy smiling always enjoys herself and so it's just so fun to know that you know this is her final season and you know the stats are just reflecting what she's been doing all these years and all the training she's put in and the practice and just it's really nice to see that for her and she also you know I think she's always had that scoring ability in her but um, it's just great that it's finally kind of all clicked for some reason this season. I'm not sure how the pieces fit together, but they did, and it's working, and I love it. Yeah, I think that the piece about Chloe Murata that's changed the most is just her amount of shots she's taking. She's taking, like, about 11 shots a game now, and last season it was, like, six or seven. Um, So she's really being put in a position where she can score more often, and she's taking advantage of those opportunities. You know, she's shooting, like, somewhere around 48% from the season, um, and she's proven she's like the force when Marquette needs a win or their offense isn't working. Chloe Rod is still going to find a way to score. You know, that's happening against Seton Hall lo- lost the game, but she scored 30 points. Um, but also on the flip side, they don't need her to score necessarily. They went over Texas. She had six points, you know, so she had a huge important piece in those tougher matchups, but they don't need her. And that's the, the huge part of this team. Yeah, she is. I think the proper term is like, glue person she's the yes. glue that puts Absolutely. this in this entire mm-hmm. team together do a little bit of everything really well and that's just going to be an important piece uh moving forward all right before we before we get out of here where can everyone follow you on social media so that way they can keep up with your great coverage and your great work throughout uh the the second half of the season heading into biggie's play i mean you can find me on twitter kaylin wright at mu so that's me and I'm just Ava Mares, MU as well on Twitter. The classic. Yeah, he's a user. little bit different. At, at Gunville John on Twitter. Okay. Okay, no MU. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we've got some real creative names here, but I really can't talk because if anyone wants to follow me for, for broadcasting stuff, I'm at Jackson Gross MU. So, <laughs> so. 
Guys, uh, thank you so much for a really awesome discussion uh, this afternoon. I'll try and get this up as soon as possible. And thank you to all of you listening on SoundCloud and Spotify for another episode of Wire Sports Weekly. Guys, great job as always. And that's going to do it here for us this afternoon. Make sure to listen and share all this all over social media so we get many uh, listens and likes as possible. All right, everyone, Marquette Nation, continue to have a happy holiday and a happy uh, winter break.